You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Starring Pete Ruggieri, Larry Maris, and Jason Lewis. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hosts are their own. So sit back and enjoy some Masonic conversation without pretension. And now, here's your hosts, Pete, Larry, and Jason. And Jack! Hey, that's me. Hey, and here we are, episode 49 of Masonic Light Podcast. 49. 49. It's, uh... It's not a prime number or anything cool, but it's just 49. Are we at our second year anniversary yet? Oh, Jesus. Seven squared. Did I get y'all confused? <laughs> it's seven squared. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, Larry, we'll start off with you. What have we done? What have you done Masonically the, since we've uh, talked to our listeners last? Well, uh, probably very little. Uh, I. You know, Goose and Gridiron, <laughs> we do that every Thursday, and I almost hate to continue, continue to bring it up. Yeah, we do too. Uh, and uh, uh, we had Grotto yesterday, well attended, uh, new location, and uh, food was excellent, really. It was uh, uh, I, I won't say any more about the meeting because I left. Location was good? Food yeah, was location, great. location, food was good, yeah. Smart I play. exited early. Actually, I followed on Pete's heels. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I... I you know, I've got I've gotten to the point in my Masonic career and my own maturity when I've reached enough of something, I realize I don't need to be somewhere if I'm is making me crazy, and I don't need to gripe about it any more than that. Publicly, I'm just I had enough and I left. So that's a pretty mature move for me. I didn't have to <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to dump a plate of food on the floor like Andy. What? Oh, no. Yeah, I, I, come but, on now. You know, that's in the past. <laughs> Edit that. Oh. So, Jack, what have you done Masonically? What have I done? Last week was Masonic Week. We had stated meeting. We had what did we have? I don't even remember. I, I'm so overwhelmed with Masonry right now. We'd had um, at Grotto, I was at Grotto. What was last week? Goodness gracious, I don't know. It's a blur. I'm having a lesion. Oh, I did manage to visit your lodge today in Effort of Pennsylvania. Yes, 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 yes you did, Larry. The trip that I've been making for three it, months. It was a it was a momentous occasion to oh, meet you there awesome. and show you around the awesome confines. Was of, he able to get up Everett the stairs? Lodge. Okay, yeah, I got he up was, there, yeah. and I I actually led him down the stairs just in case he let loose and tumbled. So. <laughs> I would have been there to stop the flow. Insert tumble for you. Tumble. And my reason for going there was to take a look at what I feel is probably one of the most beautiful lodges in central Pennsylvania, if not the state. And I've been in a lot of different lodges throughout the state. And I'm going to tell you, I was very, very pleased at what I saw and the effort that you guys made in doing what you've done. And I'm absolutely, absolutely in love with your pub. So, I mean, it's it's awesome. And it was a great trip, and I'm glad of it. And it gave me a lot of information to do the job that my lodge and 43 and everybody else expects me to do. Uh, no one wanted to do it, and they kept giving Well, people expect it. you to drop the ball on it. Is that the, uh, is that the petition committee? Petition committee. <laughs> 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 but anyway, I, I apologize. Yeah, Jack, go ahead. Well, no, it, it's, it, it's a thing that happens from a vision, right? And mm -hmm. you saw from my notes that I showed you that that vision started 
10 years ago. Yep. And didn't happen, didn't really come to fruition until until this year. So it, it's taken a long time. So does Effort have a Facebook page? Yes. Oh, yeah. What is, is Effort Lodge number 665? Effort Lodge 665. Effort Lodge number 665. Are there, are there plenty of pictures of the lodge on that page? Oh, absolutely. All right. So our listeners will have to go, go check there. it out. So troll around and visit Effort Lodge 665 um, while you're working because it is suitable for work. E P H R A T A. Yeah. Unless you work for PennDOT and then it's E P H A R T A. Yeah, pen, for 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 our non-local listeners, there was a big to do. Um, PennDOT put huge, like twenty by thirty signs up on the sign up on the side of the road that spelled big sign instead of Efreda or Efreda, as we say. It said Efarda. Yes. And I think it was up for like three or four days, and nobody said anything until I took a picture of it and put it on my People of Lancaster website. I thought it was up longer than that. It was. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was up longer. It was up longer than that. That, but yeah. yeah, I guess everybody looked at it and was like, "That's weird." But I'm that, not going to say anything. Well, drove when past we, it five thousand times and nobody yeah. saw it. Well, when we posted on my snarky website, um, magically it came down. So, <laughs> in a day. <clears throat> so, um, Larry, I'm going to remind you of something that uh, you forgot, but I understand you forget things. Um, you also went to a Masonic funeral uh, with oh, me. Oh yes, I the yes, other day. Yes, I did. Yes, I oh, did. Yeah. Thank you. And. Thank you. Um, Larry told me when we got there, he goes, yeah, I, I wasn't sure where this place was. And I put it into my GPS and I'm getting here. And as I pulling in the parking lot, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. This is my daughter's church. <laughs> uh, but it was really nice. It was a um, the, the church is a church of the brethren. And if you're not from central Pennsylvania, it's a it's brethren are typically very conservative Anabaptists, which is, you know, adult baptism. And I have never done a Masonic funeral in a Church of the Brethren before. I've done them in uh, the parking lot. I've done them like in a side room. I, I missed it. Which Church of the Brethren was it? Um, Lancaster Church of the Brethren, is it called? Okay. So Sunset, on, Sunset, Sunset, Sunset Avenue. A little but, more conservative yeah. than. Yeah. yeah. And um, so, anyway, like Larry, because his daughter, that's his church, he pointed out. The, the pastor, and we went up to him, and uh, we said, yeah, I'd just like to thank you ahead of time. I mean, I'm not an officer of that lodge or anything, but I just, you know, I just thought it was really nice that he let us do that, because other churches have not let us do things like that, so. Some other churches. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, then we went and had lunch. We went to Primanti Brothers, and we got a sandwich with coleslaw and french fries on it, because that's what they do in Pittsburgh, I guess. Yeah. Bish. Um, yeah, and that's it. That's it for me masonically, I guess. Grotto. I also kind of lay low. French fries are not masonic. No. Jason, what'd you <laughs> have? Redskin potatoes are masonic. <laughs> I had, uh, as Larry would say, I had the goose and grotto. I had grotto last night, goose and gridiron last week. I conferred a first degree at an extra meeting. I think we talked about that last meeting when we were playing uh, a time machine. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's technically Matt Randolph time machine. Yeah, yeah. that's technically uh, old old news now. That really, it's the back half of the month, so it's been pretty quiet. All right, well, let's take a quick break, and we're going to come back with episode forty nine, and we're going to discuss what we give the title exactly where we ought to be.
So welcome back, everyone. Um, we're kind of flying loose and and coming up with a topic on the fly here. But we were talking at uh, the Goose and Grit at well, actually at Grotto last night. Grotto. And the subject came up of everybody moaning and groaning about oh, masonry's failing and lodges are closing and wah wah wah. And it struck me that. In reality, I believe we are exactly where we need to be, which is the reason for the name of this particular segment. We're not what we once were. We won't ever be what we once were, right? Because at, at, at one point we were cathedral builders maybe, okay? And, and that was what we did. And what it was was a trade union. And it came from that to be a gentleman's society and a dinner club and it was a way to network your business around the world, really, uh, in, in my opinion. I mean, if you're, if you're a, a Lord Lipton and you've got tea plantations in India, you need somebody over there you can trust. So if you've sworn him to a holy oath that binds him to consider your interests as inseparable from his, then you've got protection there. And you've got a whole village of men who are going to look out for your interests in the meantime. We're not that anymore. Uh, after World War II, we were a, a, an opportunity to fellowship together with the guys that were over there, um, the guys that didn't join the, the American Legion or the whatever. They, they came back and they joined the Masonic Lodges, and it became a fellowship of men. We're not that anymore. Uh, there was a time when if you had a business in a town, in, in a small town, you had to be a Mason to do business in that town. You, if you had a car dealership or if you had whatever, that it was mandatory, but we're not that anymore. So we're moving from what we once were to something that we're going to become. We just haven't become it yet. I think it's formulating, and I think the new internet technology is bringing it to us. And Jason, you've been on about communication technologies and making the world smaller and making the lodges more vast um, through the internet. And I think... I think that we're reaching a point where people are turning to us for that spiritual education that they're not finding in church, um, an openness and acceptance uh, of people of all kinds. And, and Pete, you're seeing that in your lodge, probably as well as any lodge that I've heard anything about. But um, that, that's my opinion, is we're exactly where we need to be right now to cue ourselves up to be an important part of what's coming in society. I can say I joined I joined the Blue Lodge in 1997, so I'm like at year 21 right now, and probably the past two or three years, I finally started finding what I was looking for, mm -hmm. and you know, let's just say that first 17 years, I think it was really like a a really dark, I don't want to say dark time, but a really just lost time in Freemasonry. I feel like everybody was just kind of like going through their paces and doing what people told them they're supposed to do, but they really didn't have their own identity. It was the, like you're saying, it's like the, the, the older guys, Larry. Well, Larry, do whatever you want. It's Larry's pacemaker. Uh, we've, I've told him twice to turn his phone off, but he just can't, he can't get to it. Larry, your your cake is, your cake is finished. Larry, just take the cake out of the oven. Wait, what were you saying, Jason? Just keep it going. It's it's, it's funnier when everybody sees what we have to deal with. Like, I guess we have to get you two. That was going. an experiment that went bad. I'm so thanks. thanks for that. In your 21 years, on Jack, how long have you been a Mason? 
Uh, 13. Okay. 14 this year. And Larry, world-famous 44. <laughs> right, exactly. So, in your 10 years, when you say, I'm just now starting to find, do you think that what you are starting to find was there? Or do you think that it's starting to become available? Or do you think that your eyes are just, it was always there, and your eyes are just open to it now? Like uh, invitational groups I, and what have you. Well, okay, the invitational groups obviously were always there and I didn't know about them because I wasn't invited. Right. <laughs> but honestly, like, I most of the things that I, I am in now that I really like and what I'm finding are things that we created. As Jack likes to say, be the change. A lot of men right now are stepping up and changing things. Um, yeah, that that's... Well, I think that speaks to, like, the masonry on demand, the thing that I say. it's If you're not finding it, then... then Build it. I mean, I'm in a few different invite-only bodies, whether on the extremely crazy fun side or the extremely serious side. And those groups just do what they've always done. And they keep it to themselves. Um, But I wasn't looking for either of those. Uh, What I was looking for was a good network of social friends and trying to just expand my expand my mind a little bit, um, and I'm just starting to find it. Right, and uh, and it kind of blends, I think, together with John Ruark's um, data analysis. That post-war bubble that came through, that post-World War II giant, what do they call it, a pig and a python, right? That, that huge population of people that joined after World War II, by the time we joined, and I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm on the far end of the age gap in this room, except for Larry, but, but by the time I joined at 40-something, 40 43, um, the guys who were running the lodge had been running the lodge uninterrupted for the last 35 or 40 years, right? Nothing changed. Nothing new happened. It was the same meeting over and over again. Every now and then there'd be a master come in who had a... Uh, an agenda and had a couple of speakers and that was great. And then the next guy came in and went back to the old, the old paradigm, right? it was, you come in, you read the minutes, you close the lodge, you go have pie. And that was it. And that was lodge that, that I came into. And I, I looked around and said, there's gotta be more than this. I can get this at a PTA meeting. And that's, that's when I started to dig. And they have, and there's, well, yeah, well, but, But but I wasn't finding what I was looking for. I, I, I'd have to guess that you weren't finding what you were looking for when you joined. I don't know. What, what Jason, what do you think? I, I didn't know what to look for. I, and I didn't know what to expect. I mean, I think that I was really looking forward to some weird stuff. And, and I think that was a very immature, non-Masonic, you know, point of view. I was like, you know, show me the weird stuff. And it wasn't as. I mean, like the dry ice smoke and the and the. Yeah, but but what you know. Tentacles on the floor. But in the, the but the ritual was cool. The ritual, the you know, and, and and you know, PA masonry being so simple. I mean, there's there's definitely some beauty in it. But I, I think that I came in with the the beginnings of. I mean, before I became a mason, I was listening to the Masonic Roundtable. So you know, I was listening to. You know, once came you and all the other podcasts that everybody says that they were listening to. So I had, you know, I had expectations that when I came to Lodge, I was going to get that. Mm. And, but I found like-minded people pretty quickly. 
So, I mean, it wasn't long into, you know, my Masonic career that we started doing this. Uh, but, wasn't. But long. those guys that you found, the, the round table guys right. and, and those guys, they're young guys. Yeah. They're, they were only, I think, I think Ruark was, what, four years in the lodge before he was in the East? And, and then on to do all this kind of stuff? I mean, it was... Uh, they came in and they they made stuff happen. They they made they were the change, right? They started they started doing things that other people weren't doing. And I think um, they, some in some grossly vague way, we are are on the vanguard of that. I don't think we're the end of it. We're not we're not the be all end all. We're not the destination. But I think we're on the we're on the leading edge. And I think the wave is building. Um, when you know, when when I first joined, the only place you could get any kind of instruction or or, or deeper reading of anything was to go to the academy. Well, there wasn't even the no, academy. No, there wasn't, wasn't an a academy. Thing. That's right. It was the lodge research. Yeah, um, and, and that's it, even new. And and oh, oh my God, how I mean that that's that was very dry, and I wasn't I wasn't expecting it to be that dry. And and how to bring it back, Jason, like you were saying, or no, Pete. How to bring it back to your lodge, right? Because there's all these people in my lodge that aren't thinking like this. And, well, and how can I create a network? My perspective on it is a little bit different than you, the three of you. I became a Mason in 1974. And when I became a Mason, after my first dated meeting, we had 100 people at our meeting. That was a norm. Uh, for degree work, 50 to 80 people would show up for degree work. I remember uh, having to go through, uh, down there in South Carolina, we were tested on our proficiency in an open lodge by the brothers. Mm -hmm. And I came in uh, for my second, from my fellow craft, going to get my master's degree to be tested in my proficiency as a fellow craft. And there were about 75, 80 members in the lodge who could have asked me questions, or so the other candidates as well. That was a scary thing. Uh, then as the years progressed, Stated meetings, 20, 30 people. Uh, degree work. You're what changed? At, uh, wh it changed. What that, changed, though? Why? In that 30-year, that, that, that 40-year period of time, it changed drastically. See, but it, it's, it's evolutionary. It's societal evolution, and it's, and it's normal, and you can't stop it. You, you can either fight it and lose, or you can anticipate what the change is going to be and take advantage of it and position yourself to be a part of that change. And I think that's where Freemasonry is missing the boat. The whole, the whole quantity over quality thing that has clearly failed um, has failed for a reason, and that is that you're never going to be what you once were. You're never going to have those kind of numbers. The, the population won't support it. I mean, the population's there, but the need for it isn't there because what it provided doesn't exist anymore. You know, I, I can I can Google 37 car dealerships in within eight miles of my house. I don't need to know that guy. Right. And you can also Google what you should be paying and know if you're not paying the right thing. 10, 20, 30 years ago, if you didn't have an insider to prevent you from getting screwed over. Who was going to give you a square deal. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's that's what's changed. Yeah, and in '74, when I was raised, I was on the tail end of the of of the World War II guys. Mm -hmm. A lot of the active members were were veterans of World War II. If they were gonna join, they already they did. already right. did right. right. But that began to decrease in membership through attrition, death, uh, whatever. 
Uh, and, and consequently, the newer, younger guys that were in their 40s were starting to take over. But yet, I didn't see the decline back then, but as I progressed to Pennsylvania, I saw a very rapid decline and started reading about it, and mm -hmm. I realized, oh my God, we, we got problems. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's pure statistics. It, it, you, get a, a, you get a room full of 5,000 85-year-old men yeah. and come back in a year, you're not going to have that many men anymore. So, That's so just... I, I lived through, my experience was I've seen that decline happen when I'm on the, on the very end of the growth of Freemasonry in the United States and seeing it each 10 years decrease right. more and more. And, and that, historically, that was, uh, that was an eye-opening experience And, and, for and me. What, what the Grand Lodges, for the most part, and I'm, you know, they, they saw something happening, they tried to, they tried to stop it, right? What the Grand Lodges, for the most part, did was try to make it easier to join. Try to make it easier to join. One-day classes, uh, you don't need to learn anything. You, you just come. We're, we're getting billboards on the highway, advertisements on TV. Get more people. Get more petitions. Get more guys in. F for what? If you're still giving them the stuff that mattered 50 years ago, they're not going to find what they're looking for. Because what they're looking for is what they're looking for right now. Well, I liken it to um, a restaurant. And I've been in the restaurant industry off and on, you know, since I've been a kid. And you'll see a restaurant that's failing. And they'll try to do, especially like a bar, and they'll try to do whatever they can to try and get more money coming in the door. And I'll watch places, they'll lower their prices. They'll lower their prices to try and get more people to come in the door. Mm -hmm. And they end up working harder for less and they attract a less, in the Masonic, I'd say a less serious group of people. If, if you really have to work to get in here, you're probably going to stay after you get in. If it was not that complicated to get in and you go, go to a meeting or two and don't find what you want, okay, I just won't go back. You know? Got to have some skin in the game. Yeah, exactly. Why don't we, uh, why don't we take a quick break? back so recently at a uh, lodge meeting a scottish right meeting we had a guest speaker uh, who spoke he had, a, had a great topic called non-hierarchical hierarchical hierarchical I, I can't say that word non-hierarchical yeah non -hierarchical. and the, the the gist of the talk tied tied into what we're talking about today his his takeaway was in the world of you know what I call masonry on demand. He didn't he didn't take that from me. That you know if guys aren't finding what they want, they're going elsewhere to get it. And in the digital age, things like invitational bodies are getting way more exposure early on than than they would have 10, 15 years ago. You know his point was if you served back in the day, if you put the time in to be a master and then you put the time in to be maybe a high priest and chapter that maybe got a tap on the shoulder that was, hey, there's this thing called AMD. And now that we have the internet. Guys are just walking up and saying, hey, how do I get an AMD? Right. And he's saying, you know, for the for the first time in masonry, you know, they're they're having to say no, which typically wasn't something they had to do before because guys weren't knocking on the door. My opinion and takeaway is that 
the stuff that newer Masons, or the Masons of, of today, if they're looking for that educational stuff, I mean, the appended bodies are, not the appended bodies, well, some of the appended bodies, but the invitational bodies are, they have that allure, right? Like, I'm not in any of them, so I don't know, but they have that allure, and I would think that guys like me are like, okay, I didn't really see the stuff that I wanted to in Blue Lodge. Now, I love Blue Lodge. I mean, there's a lot of things that I got out of it. But, you know, if you go to, like, yorkright.com or whatever the website is and you see all these invitational bodies and you start to research and you're like, oh, that sounds more like what I was looking for. So I can see a challenge for the appendant, the appendant, the invite-only bodies coming up. But part of, the, part of that vacuum, though, from the Blue Lodge side is that we don't talk about the stuff that we're taught in Blue Lodge. We don't talk about the ritual. We don't discuss the meaning of things. We don't get into the nuts and bolts of what this stuff meant. And Larry, you, you were up at Effort Lodge today and, and I'm, I'm pointing at stuff on the walls and, and Larry's mouth was just dropping open because everything that's, he that's saw- That's Bell's palsy. That, yeah, it was. I had to wipe it off a little bit. There was a thing. But, um, but every, everything on those walls, every, every bit of that remodeling job had a meaning. And and that's I use that lodge room as a as the trestle board when I'm teaching the candidates. Yeah, and it, that's I found that absolutely fascinating. Really, yeah. I, I had a view of Freemasonry today that you rarely see. Right. Rarely and, see. And, and it didn't happen by accident, but it, it, there, in most lodges you can point to the drop ceiling and the fluorescent <laughs> light bulb and <laughs> right and have a whole lecture on the <laughs> fluorescent <laughs> light bulb. Yeah. But, okay. but Jack, but Jack Sloth, the Everton Lodge, everything has a purpose and a meaning in our craft. It's freaking amazing. And and it didn't happen by accident, but it didn't happen by committee either. No. It was it was a vision that was that a lot of people helped culminate, but it it had uh, there was a vision and the vision was the work, right? The the five we have five stained glass windows in our room. And the five windows are the five charges, entered apprentice Fellow craft, master mason, opening and closing. You had and, five windows. Uh, I say, what can I do with five? Uh, here and, it is. For those of you who are wondering, there will be another show on It Didn't Happen by Committee later in the year. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Larry, go play with your phone. Is he having a time warp again? <laughs> so so one of the, the things that, um, you know, you mentioned, we are kind of at the, the leading edge of this. I believe that. And... We didn't set out to to do that, but we just did this because we thought it was interesting. But I think it's for some of the older Masons, I don't say older isn't time, like the longer tenured Masons, it's kind of weird because they still look at us like we're like the young guys. Sure. And out of nowhere... Now Larry likes to make fun of like Larry, Larry likes to make up numbers about how big our show is, but we have had unique downloads in almost like over sixty countries, and and so like here's 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 the rule of thumb: just take that last number away. So when he says seventy thousand, it's like seven thousand. When you say sixty, <laughs> oh, so say there weren't five hundred countries. That's probably right. <laughs> but so here we are. You know, we're we're four guys in my basement and. We're reaching an audience bigger than somebody who's like the grandmaster of a state. Certainly bigger than our blue lodges. Yeah. So like magically, like four guys in the basement, our opinion, it may not have any more weight over somebody who's important's opinion, <laughs> but a lot of people are hearing it and right. we're, we're putting a bug in people's ear. 
Yeah, you got to give some. And, cr- and some, we're having fun. Yeah, and you got to give some credit where credit is due. But you know, podcasters. Oh, we're not the original. No, I'm, not, I'm just saying podcasting in general. I mean, podcasting became huge, you know, within the last decade. And then certainly, you know, the guys that, uh, you know, the Sonic Roundtable, once Camille, all those guys have kind of paved the way for us. So I think that, you know, some of our success is, like you're saying, right right time, right place. But even beyond that, I mean, you look at, at um, guys like Jack Aquilina and and the Blue Lounge. They're, they've, they've taken it beyond just, oh, it's a podcast. Now it's a Now it's a group. Right now, it's a oh, bunch it's a, of guys. It's a, they, movement. It's, a, it's a movement. It's a movement. It is a movement. And they've they've come all the way from Australia to, what, Indiana, I think, was their first one yeah. in the U.S.? They're in Illinois. Illinois. Yeah, yeah sorry. You do realize um, they're colonizing the United States. Um, yeah. Isn't that ironic? I love that. I love that. We shouldn't have let Jack come to Are they going to ship all their prisoners to us? We, should, <laughs> we, we shouldn't have let Aquilina come to Texas oh, Tech and go to school gosh, here. No. You, you, you let these foreigners into our country to go to college. It's he's just, a good He's a good egg. <laughs> um, but anyway, well, uh, actually, they all are, Dave. And, and When he goes through the body scanner, they don't even see him, though. It's oh, like, you know, oh, man, Jack, I'm, I'm working for you here, buddy. I'm working for you. I'm so sorry. I apologize to him. They him they think friends. he's a kid. He brings a car seat, and they're like, oh, come on through, buddy. <laughs> Damn. I'm not part of any of that. No, discussion. you're not. You are being quiet. That's fine. No. But, but the but the point is valid. I think. And and Larry, it, it like like you said, you saw it, right? You saw it from seventy I saw it. from seventy four. I was participating. You, you in saw it, it dropping off, and and you saw it get stale, and yep. you saw it. You saw the Grand Lodge is trying to make it easier. You saw the Grand Lodge is trying to get yep. you know trying to trying to plug the leaks and and. And bring in more people and keep those numbers up and and I get it. There's a you know there's a infrastructure that has to be supported and. But, but what I but what I also saw when I transferred and became a member in Pennsylvania, was a renaissance of Freemasonry, with the beginning of the Pennsylvania Lodge of Research mm-hmm. and with the uh, the Pen- the Academy of Masonic Knowledge of uh, the Academy of Masonic Knowledge of, of Pennsylvania as well. And I, and I saw things happening there that made the craft so interesting. So, Larry, I did not go to the last Academy of Masonic Knowledge because it was on St. Patrick's Day and I had a date drinking. Um, but did wasn't you say it, day drinking? Day drinking. But wasn't it the biggest or most yeah, attended it was huge. one ever? It was we huge. Had I watched it on the interwebs. 350 people. The auditorium was almost full. So they just added Seth to the, uh, to the committee. And I think that Seth had been helping before because that's where he was employed uh, <clears throat> at Masonic Village in Grand Lodge. Uh, but for the first time ever, they sent out, you know, a mail, ch- mail email campaign to invite people to come. You know, I agree that that we're right where we need to be, maybe as far as our thinking process and our, our esoterics and our, you know, Masonic careers. But we certainly, as far as Grand Lodges and the larger boats to turn, are a little bit behind the eight ball. But yeah, I, I can't speak for other states, but I'll give Pennsylvania some some credit. As a as a younger man, I was frustrated because I wanted revolution, and as I get older, I'm understanding it's evolution. Right. Yeah. Y- y- nothing's going to happen overnight. There's less bloodletting with evolution. Yeah. But they are listening. Yeah. I I for years I kind of got the feeling like they weren't listening, and it didn't matter what we did and what we said. They're just going to do it their way. But they're seeing things like like the like Brian talking about the um, traditional observance lodge. Right. I think they were skeptical, but all right, you guys go ahead. If you want to do it, do it. And then they saw that it was successful, and then they're implementing things now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were skeptical. I'm sure about a lot of these podcasts. 
but they didn't put their foot down on us and tell us not to do it. Yet. Yeah. Well, there's time. We, we've also <laughs> been very, we, we've played nice. I mean, when we got our hand slapped, we immediately. Right. But I'm just saying there's. Played there's, nice. There's lots of, when, when people want to do new things, like, you know, in Jack's Lodge, when they wanted to go and, and invest a good bit of money in, in renovating the lodge and then renovating even the old guys in the lodge who you don't, you wouldn't think that they'd be okay with spending money. They were. Okay, let, let's see it. Let's see what happens. And it's getting attention now from other places. I mean, hell, so other jurisdictions are doing their own podcasts. I mean, the, the southern jurisdiction of the Scottish Rite has their own podcast. So, I mean, it, it's coming. It, if, it, it's just like it's not a top-down – the change isn't going to come from the top. The change is going to come from the sides, and the top's going to adopt it, some things. Right. It's, it's, it's actually coming up from the bottom. And, and the top is seeing it, so they're bringing it from the top down. So we're all going to meet in the middle somewhere. It's a big mess. Right. With the technology today, they get to see that. Right. Whereas we're not just some outpost, like F Troop, yeah. out in the, in the, in the frontier F land. F Troop. That's who we are. I'm just happy we're With not. With Agar. Agar. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just happy we're not seen as a, a threat to Grand Lodge. I mean, I think that the reward from all these podcasts and what have you is larger than the risk. I've had two or the two latest guys to join my lodge. Uh, both said, yeah, I, I've been listening to your podcast. Oh, I had somebody run into my office at oh, the yeah. Scottish right. He's like, wait, are you the Jason from the podcast? And I said, the guy, nope. the guy that joined Grotto last <laughs> night, the guy that joined Grotto last night joined after listening to our podcast. Yeah. And now I'm really sorry. Cause he had a really horrible meeting last <laughs> night. <laughs> so here's me as a past monarch, sir, please come back. Yeah, he will. He that will. was a bad meeting. It was a bad meeting. <laughs> We'll take a mulligan on that meeting. <laughs> <laughs> and I do know that the current monarch does listen to the show. I hope so. No. <laughs> oh. One word, agenda. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. One word, break. All right, let's take a break. <laughs> That's all it takes. We're going to uh, so Jack. We're going to finish up our little discussion here. Um, any any last words on where we're going, where we're headed? Yeah, I, 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 just a, a total blanket public apology if I sound preachy about this, but I'm I'm he, all I hear about from Grand Lodges is how it's it's closing. We're we're running out of members. We're running out of money. We're closing buildings and and. And that's okay. This is this is a necessary right sizing of the fraternity after what we experienced after the World War II boom. This is in, it was inevitable all along. Nobody planned for it until it was too late, and then they and then they panicked and tried to tried to fill it with unqualified people. And I think that we're on the right road. I think that. The, the grassroots are doing a lot right. I think the Grand Lodges are seeing it, and they're starting to do a lot right. So I have no fear of this. And John Ruark, who says we're all going to be unemployed in 2020, John, we all love you, but I think you're wrong about this. Because I think we're getting to a place where we should have been all along, and we just missed it. Well, John's doing it by the numbers, though. The, ma the math, the math right. shows... Right. 
but he's going straight line projection, and it's not. It, there's an asymptote that it's going to flatten out and go on out into infinity. Can you say that word again? Asymptote. <laughs> he he said with a Y. John knows exactly what that means. <laughs> Asymptotic. No, I, I, I agree with you. He um, makes up words like I make up numbers. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and look, I understand the challenge when Grand Lodges own big buildings and have salaries and there's a certain amount, but it'll level off. Um, and I, I think we can already see Freemasonry is better today than it was five years ago, in my opinion. And I think that, you know, we need to give credit where credit is due. You know, like I said, our, our current leadership in at least Pennsylvania I think sees what we're talking about, the writing on the wall. But another guy, you know, that's uh Glad, gladly. <laughs> exactly. But I you know, again I'm enamored with the uh, the jelly bean and the drink right now too. <laughs> looks like, yeah. a, big looks like a cockroach hairy, or something. Like a big fat hairy bug fell in the <laughs> But a, in any event, what I was gonna say, yes, you're right. I mean here's a guy who's in charge of the northern Masonic jurisdiction of the Scottish Rite, and he is He gets it. Well, you know what? Then there is And time. even the guy ahead of him, was it McNaughton he took over yeah. for? Yeah. yeah. Like because they were ahead of, he had ten years. Right. So like he led into this. But McNaughton had a different uh, a different audience that he had to keep in the fold, right? He still had a whole lot more of those of those post-war guys that he had to he had to address and he had to keep them involved and happy and and he did that and but but I think um gladly sees the the change coming and he's addressing it. Um, right. But he's all, you know, and maybe it's because I've been around a little bit longer in my occupation and for you, Pete, I mean, you belong into a lot of dependent bodies that these guys are in and you see, um, it's just like, he's just a guy, right? Like when it's time to be serious and do the pomp and circumstance, like, all right, let's yep. do it. And, and yep. then, you know, when it's time to cut loose and be just a, a man, not just a man, a Mason, when it's time to just, you know, cut loose and be <laughs> you a should man. write that down. Yeah. Right. Wow. It, he's, he's, <laughs> you know, he's, he's just a dude, just a guy. Right, and I and and I think he does a good job of making you feel at ease that, yeah, he's the in charge of like, you know, the top half of the United States, but he's you know, he's a uh, manhole cover salesman. That's like what he says. He's worked for. He used to be a salesman, worked for a foundry. He sold manhole covers. So that's he says. Yeah, I'm just a manhole cover salesman. Nice. So. So let's go listen to Seth with uh, Corpora Obscurum and maybe some news with Jack. Absolutely. Let's go. You're about to enter Corpora Obscura, the realm of weird fraternal organization. Leave your Freemasonry behind. Prepare to meet druids, caliphs, and wild creatures. Knock thrice and enter at your own risk. I'm not a crook, but I am a past president of today's group. Join us as we take a dive into the history of the Sons of the Golden West. The Native Sons of the Golden West is a fraternal service organization founded on July 11, 1875, and limited to native-born Californians. It is dedicated to historic preservation, documentation of historic structures and places in the state, the placement of historic plaques, and other charitable functions within the Californian Republic. Former U.S. President Richard M. Nixon and former Chief Justice of the United States, Earl Warren, were both past presidents of the Native Sons of the Golden West. 
The chief object of the order, as set forth in its constitution, is to perpetuate in the minds of all native Californians the memories of the days of 49, to encourage a lively interest in all matters and measures relating to the promotion of the national interests and to the upbuilding of the state of California. The Native Sons began as an organization embracing only the sons of those sturdy pioneers who arrived on this coast prior to the admission of California as a state. In 1920s, the Native Sons took two very different stances, one on immigration and one on rights for Native Americans. In 1920, then-Grand President William P. Canbu of the Native Sons wrote that California was given by God to white people. Ugh. And with God's strength, we want to keep it as he gave it to us. The Native Sons openly opposed Chinese, Mexican, and Japanese immigration and battled in the Supreme Court of the United States for Japanese Americans to be disenfranchised during World War II. However, by contrast, the Native Sons actively fought for California Native American rights. Today, the Native Sons welcome Native Californians of all races. The current organization has many Asian Americans, Hispanic Americans, and African American members, some of who have served in the Order's highest offices. Membership for many native-born, current, or former resident of California is acceptable. The Native Sons are organized locally into parlors, and the group is perhaps best known for the large number of commemorative markers it has placed throughout the state. One of these plaques is featured in the movie The Karate Kid, on the side of Daniel LaRusso's new school in California. Want to learn more about America's fraternal history? Visit the J.H. Rathbone Museum in person in Lafayette, Indiana, or online at jhrathbonemuseum.org. And be sure to like us on Facebook. In Masonic News Today, in France this week, police officer Lieutenant Colonel Arnaud Beltran offered himself as a hostage exchange during a terrorist attack in a grocery store in southern France. The terrorists, who will not be named, accepted the exchange, but after a nearly two-hour standoff with authorities, turned his weapon on Beltran and opened fire, killing him. The fact that Beltram was a Freemason will not be reported by any serious news agency because surely those nutty Freemasons can't be trusted. Farewell, Brother Beltram. That's the Masonic news. So won't it was. supposed to follow that up oh oh no no i just it's sad i just you know somber music there we go insert sad music yes insert sad music yeah 
sorry. You don't no, have to use it. No, that, no, no, please. It's fine. no it's That's fine. good. It's excellent. No. Okay. Uh, All right, let's take a break. Jason, what do you or Jack? Anybody have anything coming up in the next couple of weeks you want to talk about? Uh, Italy trip. I'm, I'd, I'd love to get into a lodge in Italy, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, There's only nine grand lodges in Italy. Yeah, so I know. I can't figure out which grand lodge to go to. So, uh, Larry, you think anything going on other than uh, tall cedars, goose and gridiron uh, lodge meeting uh, Tuesday a week? No. Yeah, tall Cedars tomorrow night. Um, who's uh, who's doing the centerpieces for your? So tall yeah, we, so tomorrow night is junior senior night. And the number, so we have the junior deputy grand tall seater and the senior deputy grand tall seater get to run the meeting. And uh, I'm senior deputy and my junior deputy is Ed McGrath. So we are having Jack, Mrs. Harley, intermezzo fine chocolates. Intermezzo by Stephanie. It's freaking awesome. It's yeah. Freaking we're awesome. E so, so yeah, so we could talk about it. It won't be a surprise because the way we, t this will be out in two weeks, but uh, Jack cut these awesome like wooden discs out of a tree is that what you call it like a yeah it's it's a tree it's a slice of a tree trunk slice yeah. of a tree trunk and then um he's gonna have she i have oh, no credit okay. in this whatsoever <laughs> mrs harley is gonna have <laughs> chocolate trees and bags of her like amazing chocolate on every table and then we're gonna have some for gifts yep um and then wait you're eating the trees i'm yes. confused yes That's correct i was looking at my phone Sorry. And then um, the but not the slab. I want the slab back. And, be, and staying with the the Stephanie mode, the entertainment for the evening is my wife's vocal ensemble, because I know I gotta, you know, <laughs> I I gotta keep the wife happy. So yeah, so she's gonna they're gonna sing uh, six songs. Um, yeah, and that's this, about this it. This is gonna be one of the first Tall Sears events I've gone to that I'm really looking forward to. It's going to be a, I'm, a, I'm bringing my wife. You're really a recruitment be, uh, poster there, Larry. Seriously, <laughs> seriously, there's a lot. It's like our topic tonight. There's hope. We got new young people. Well, it's a tease. It's a, it's a tease because I'm in charge next year. So you like, you know, you got to come back. You got to come back next year to, you know, so you can see 11 meetings like this. <laughs> Jason, anything else going on? You know, the way the schedule falls this, uh, this month, you know, it's almost like a week off. I'm only out three nights this week. Uh, I uh, I was going to stay home tomorrow, and then I was feeling guilty about Junior Cedar, Junior Cedar, uh, Junior Senior Night. So instead, I accepted an invitation to a banquet in Harrisburg. So tomorrow night, uh, or whatever day it was in the in the past. Well, yeah, you know, you know, why would you want to support your friend and co-host and his activity? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> As as I as I said before, Jack Jack isn't even a tall cedar, and he's going to be there. I didn't know that he was going until just a little bit ago I, when I, I saw the trees. I can't stay for dinner. I have to go. I have to be back. In oh, okay. for uh, can we talk about me right now? It's oh, my it's, it's my <laughs> it's my turn. <laughs> my turn. You're so needy. I am. I'm one of them millennials. <laughs> no, I'm one of those zennials. I'm on the cusp. I'm in that three year cusp of zennial and millennial. You just made that up. No, so. zennial. No, no, uh, no, Gen X and and. Uh, Millennial. You realize you're digressing. I know. Sorry. <laughs> so Robert Burns Lodge in Harrisburg. I'll be at their annual banquet tomorrow. 
they invite a handful of guys from the Scottish Rite, so I'm going to do that. And then uh, it's Easter, so it's it's going to be pretty quiet. I'm going to be editing a podcast on uh, Sunday, which was yesterday. Oh, Tulsi. When you hear this. We have the Easter breakfast on Saturday, too. Yeah, yeah. we do. We do. Movable feast. Wait, what? Yeah. We're doing our Easter breakfast this year at the Movable Feast instead of night and day diner. Oh, do you have to RSVP for that? Uh, you do, but you can let me know. Hmm. You have to RSVP for that? No. No, I didn't think no, so. No, you just show up. Casual yeah. family, yeah, Casual right? family. Yeah, but you can come. It's open exactly. to anybody. Exactly, yeah. I, you know, my, my parents... 8.30 in the morning. My parents will be in town. Maybe I'll bring them. Bring them. Bring them. We'll get them to join. Casual dress? Yeah. yeah. All right. That was... Uh, no, two, you have to wear your best dress. That was two days ago. I hear it was awesome. <laughs> Larry, take us out of here. We're done. Cue the chickens. Right. Wait, are you going to talk to Jack? Jack. I did. I did got me? nothing. Did you? Jack, I was on, do you have anything? I was on my phone. Hey! Oh. <laughs> Sorry, microphone malfunction. Juggling microphone. Uh, it's always Larry. Always banjo Larry. music, please. All right, banjo music. <clears throat> Set that. Our special thanks again to our wonderful, phenomenal producer, Jason. What's your last name, Lewis? Jason Lewis. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Jason Lewis for uh, taking uh, an otherwise. Again, I keep stressing if you'd ever see what we do here and what the final show turns out to be you would be amazed and thanks again jason you do a wonderful job someday we're going to pay you uh to our news director jack uh, harley and his beautiful wife stephanie hi steph you're gorgeous anyway uh uh, also too for the for the news and uh monarch studios uh for uh, mrs uh uh, Mrs. Mrs. Monarch, Mrs. Monarch uh, <laughs> Stephanie, for allowing us to continue to meet here. And uh, also to uh, our launch, uh, I have to give some special credit. <clears throat> this is the time of the year. We're coming up on our one-year anniversary. Here it comes. Our 401ks and our investments and so forth that we have in, uh, in, in our organization here. I want to give a special uh, thanks to our re- Masonic Retirement Advisor, Heaven Got Bucks. And to uh, our large financial specialist, Wild Bill Gutchell. That was bad, too. That was bad, too. Uh, All right. Our MLP fashion advisor, which we all need to have. You kidding me? (laughs) And and our Masonic dietitian and Masonic-like podcast advisor. This is going to be good. Cindy, I give up. These make no sense anymore. And direct, director of snacks and drinks. He's having a stroke. They're supposed to sound like names. Uh, yeah, director of snacks and drinks. Uh, I am bone fat. Peek up and drop off. I am bone fat. <laughs> oh, anyway, um, you, I, you're hard to please tonight, guys. You, you need to get tough night. anyway. Tough, night. tough but, crowd. Uh, hey, it's a tough crowd. Yeah, it's a tough crowd tonight. Do you know that Moses wandered in the desert for 40 years, <laughs> and no one ever gave him a pin? Anyway, that's it for me. Uh, This is Larry, uh, Larry Maris. Uh, Thanks for listening and good night or good day. Good day and good night. Uh, This is Pete. This is Jason. What's my last name again? Larry? (laughs) This is Jack. Hey, thanks for listening. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody.